With you, I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. I come to you today in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please have a seat. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Jennifer Grady, and I am the Director of Children's Ministry here at St. Francis. And today, we are celebrating the baptism of our Lord. And we are also celebrating the baptism of Evelyn Lee Robertson. Now, I love my job for many, many reasons, but one of the reasons I love my job so much is that I get to meet with the baptism family before the baptism even occurs, and we open up the Book of Common Prayer, and we look at the catechism, and we look at the hows and whys of baptism, and I get to tell the story of Jesus' baptism using the Jesus Storybook Bible. Now, I thought to myself, I shouldn't just keep all of that to myself and to the children. There's some beautiful illustrations that I wanted to share with you today that help us imagine what is Jesus' baptism all about. So I have three pictures to share with you today. Imagine with me the picture of John the Baptist. Now... He is wearing camel hair, and he's sporting this big, bushy beard, and he's holding locusts covered in honey. Frankly, this guy looks a little bit crazy. Picture one. Picture number two is actually this beautiful illustration of Jesus coming up out of the River Jordan, and there are little drops of water glistening in his hair like diamonds. Now, that's not all. Off of his right shoulder hovers a dove, and the words, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased, are written on the page. That brings us to our third picture. Our third picture is what's gonna happen in just a few moments. Little Evelyn is going to be up here in her cute little white romper with her seed pearls, and we have the baptism font all set up. We have our silver shell, the chrism of oil, and the water, which is going to be poured on her head. So my question for you is this. How do these three pictures go together? a seeming madman, a wet God-man, and a little baby. And what does that mean for you? I believe we find the answer in today's gospel. 
After Jesus' baptism, God the Father says over Jesus, his son, you are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. In the Life of the Beloved by Henry Nouwen, he takes those words and he applies them to us. Because of Jesus, Nouwen says, we can hear the words God spoke to Jesus and hear them being spoken to us. We are God's beloved, and with us, God is well pleased. But before we go too much further, let's take a look back at our first picture, John the Baptist. Now, John is the last prophet. His job is to prepare the way for Jesus. Now, he does such a thorough job preparing the way for Jesus that rumors start going around, and they wonder, now, is John the Messiah? Is, is this man the one we've been waiting for? Chadbert writes about John's role this way. He says, John prepares the way for Jesus like a bulldozer prepares the way for a road. He levels our mountains of pride. He pushes away our boulders of selfishness. He flattens our every attempt to jockey for position with God by our own designs. Most importantly, he knows right where to point a finger, straight to Jesus. John answers all the questions about whether he might be the Messiah this way. I baptize you with water, but one more powerful than I is coming. The straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, John the Baptist is declaring an important and exciting moment in redemptive history. Israel had waited a long time for this moment to come true. And now John declares, he's here. The long-awaited savior of the world has come. Yet, as we heard in our gospel today, not all of John's words are comfortable. His words are shocking and a little apocalyptic. A baptism of fire, burning up chaff in an unquenchable fire, we are left asking, who is this Messiah? Who is coming to gather his grain into his storehouse? Well, that brings us to our second picture, Jesus coming up out of the water. Jesus' baptism marks the beginning of his earthly ministry. His baptism shows us that this ministry is not going to be what we expected the Messiah's come to look like. It is the beginning of the upside-down kingdom. When Jesus starts his ministry, he doesn't do what we would think you should do to call attention to yourself. He doesn't go to the temple and declare himself to be the Messiah. He doesn't order up a parade or a press conference. He doesn't really call any attention to himself. We read here in this passage, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. Now, Luke has spent some of the longest chapters in the Bible 
previous to these chapters, telling us in great detail the story of Jesus' birth and John the Baptist's birth. In the story, angels have appeared. Gabriel the archangel comes and gives a message to Mary. He says, fear not. When he sees Zachariah doubting, he takes Zachariah's voice away. And finally, he appears to a ragtag group of shepherds on the Bethlehem Hills, and an angel choir sings for joy at the birth of Jesus. And Mary ponders all of these things in her heart. In contrast, today's passage, Luke tells us about Jesus' baptism for being one of the fundamental sacraments of our church. We don't have a whole lot of detail, but the details we do have are wonderful. Jesus is baptized by John. Why would Jesus need to be baptized? He didn't need a baptism of repentance. He's God. He's without sin. But the baptism is such a humble way to begin his ministry. Jesus is baptized in the River Jordan amidst the water and the moss, with little minnows and fish swimming around his feet. His baptizer is John, his camel hair wearing, locust eating cousin. When Jesus emerges from the water, there is cool, clean, humble river water flowing down his divine face. Then as he comes up out of the water, something unlike anything the world has ever seen occurs. The Holy Spirit descends like a dove and a voice booms out from heaven. This is my son, my beloved. With him I am well pleased. And because of Jesus' baptism, we are baptized into the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Because of that baptism, we get to hear, you are my beloved. With you I am well pleased. That brings us to today's picture, our baptism. This is what we do as a church. Jesus told us to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so we come to this baptism font today and we name the reality of Evelyn's true identity. And we remind ourselves about our true identity here at the baptismal font, we proclaim we are the ones who have been cleansed from sin. We are the ones who have been raised to new life. We are the beloved, and God is well pleased with us. What I love about baptism is that God gets to have the first word in our lives about who we truly are our true identity. We start weaving our children's story into the greater salvation story. Now, we live in a world that wants us to find our identity in the power that we can yield, the things we can buy, and the accomplishments that we can do. What a glorious thing it is 
to root our children in their true identity as beloved children of God before the world has a chance to say a word. God says the first word. You belong in my family. You are mine. When we let that truth permeate our being, it instills in us a sense of identity that no one can take away. Our true identity is that we are baptized into the body of Christ. We are the beloved, and God is well pleased with us. May we remember our true identity, and may we embody and keep our baptismal covenant as we boldly confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Thanks be to God.